Design the life you want to live. Welcome to Intentional Living, a podcast that empowers you to learn from yesterday, make better choices for tomorrow, and build a life that's worthy of you. Here's Neely Cousins. It was a life-changing opportunity. My husband was a rabbinical student in Israel, and his program was designed to be two years learning in Jerusalem and two years working for a community somewhere outside of Israel. We had always assumed it would be the United States, somewhere near our families. Six months before the learning portion of his program finished, they offered us a job in Johannesburg, South Africa. Joburg wanted to hire two rabbis from our program to lead a community there, and they wanted my husband to be one of them. We literally laughed out loud. We were like, what? No, South Africa? Isn't that like on the tip of Africa? No way. It was just a crazy idea. Well, they must have asked everyone else in the program and gotten no's from all of them, because a few months later, they asked us again. Just go for a pilot trip, they said. I was significantly pregnant with my second child, so I wasn't going anywhere. But we decided that my husband and the other candidate would go for a week. And if they thought it was a real option, then the wives would join for a second pilot trip. Well, the guys loved it. If you've ever been to South Africa, I mean, what's not to love? The community is amazing. The people are so warm and friendly. The country is gorgeous. The dollar goes really far. Between you and me, there's nothing better than a vacation in South Africa if you ever have the chance to go. Now we had to decide if we wanted the second pilot trip with the wives and kids. At this point, I was seven months pregnant and I had a toddler. I was totally upfront with how skeptical I was about ever moving to Joburg, but they kept begging us to just try it, a free 10-day vacation in South Africa. If you don't want to come, no hard feelings, just check it out. So look, a free vacation is a free vacation, especially when you're a broke rabbinical student. We couldn't afford to buy soda during the week, let alone go on vacation. And as vacations go, South Africa is pretty exciting no matter who you are. So we went and we loved it. Loved the people, loved the country, loved the job. It was kind of a no-brainer. Except it was in Africa. There was a somewhat significant crime rate in South Africa at the time, to say the least. And it was really far from home. We had always sort of assumed we'd have two years in Israel and then move near our families. We never dreamed we'd have two years in Israel and then move to Africa. That was a total curveball. We really did not know what to do. And then I spoke to my sister and she gave me a piece of advice that changed my life, literally. I called her and talked the whole thing out with her, the pros and the cons and all the conflicting factors. And she said this, she said, you have to start thinking about the person you want to be when you're 70 and start making the decisions to be that person now. I was 26 at the time. When you're 70 years old, do you want two years helping the Jewish community in South Africa on your life resume or not? And that answer was yes. No brainer. So we went and we never looked back. Best decision ever. Here's the trick. See, hindsight is 2020. We all know that. We just have to put it to work for us. You can do that in two ways. 
One way is what I did with South Africa, to project yourself way into the future, like to when you're 70, when you're really only 26, and look back at this decision you actually have in front of you and think, if you were 70, what do you wish you would have done? Another way is to use the insights we get from whatever happened today to change the way we act tomorrow. That's sort of like a duh moment, but if we don't focus, we often don't think critically and connect the dots as we sort of trip through life. How many of us have had an insight and we're so blown away we think we'll never forget it? But we do. Think of a college student at graduation. If we could sort of freeze frame the whole thing and interview them on the side and say, you just finished four years of school. Can you tell us what you learned? How long do you think their answer would be? It should take somewhere around four years, maybe two years. How about one? But what would we really get? A couple of sentences. They don't remember. And let's say I even helped jog their memory by pulling out their notes from like their favorite class in sophomore year where they got an A. What did you learn from that class? You were there for a semester. That's roughly four months. Tell me what you learned. Uh, let me see those notes. They don't remember what they learned two years ago. Maybe we'll get a nugget or two after they look at their notes. Oh, yeah, wait, I remember that day. This is great. Listen to this. You know, I can remember a few nuggets I learned from college, but most of it is gone. Judaism teaches that learning wisdom just to forget it, that's not really harnessing all that life has to offer you. The Jewish way is to live intentionally. Abraham, the first Jew, sets the example for us. There's a verse about Abraham at the end of his life. It says, and Abraham got old and he came with his days, which is kind of a weird thing to say. I mean, the only way to get old is to live a lot of years, which by definition means you lived a lot of days. Is there a way to get old and come without your days? And the answer is yes. It's called poor time management. It's called living a life and really just not paying attention to anything that happened to you and not using those daily lessons to become a greater person today than you were yesterday. When Abraham got old, he came with a lifetime of days that he had spent well. Maybe we aren't at the level where we can remember each day at the end of a long life, but we can probably learn something from today that can help us tomorrow. It's a really short, quick line to connect those dots. So if we've been distracted in life until now and letting the days and years slip by, that's okay. So what? It's never too late. Each day is a new opportunity. That's one of the Jewish explanations given for why we sleep each night. See, sleep is a real design flaw in how humans function if you think about it. We sleep roughly one third of our lives. What a total waste of time. Imagine if any appliance in your daily life had to go into sleep mode eight hours a day just to function. The engineers would be falling over themselves to eliminate something so inefficient. So Judaism asks, why do we have to sleep? What do we learn from sleep? And one of the answers given is how crucial it is that we can experience a new start, a blank slate, every single day. 
Winston Churchill knew this. During World War II, his day would go from 8 a.m. until after midnight fighting the war. And did you know he would take a power nap in the afternoon every single day so he could get that fresh start again to get through such a marathon stressful time? That's called knowing yourself, learning from yesterday, and harnessing what works for you. So tomorrow is a new day. What did you learn today that will make tomorrow better? Think of one thing you did wrong. How can you fix that for tomorrow? Or think of one thing you did right that you can repeat tomorrow. Look back over each day and use that 2020 hindsight to catapult yourself to better choices tomorrow. That's called living intentionally. Thanks for listening to Intentional Living. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Neely next time for more timeless Jewish wisdom that inspires you to make the choices that lead to a life you love. You're listening to a Momentum Podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.